the Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 19. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the G1000 and all of its systems. Stay tuned for all this and more in Squawk 5353. Before we get started, I'd first like to ask you to consider donating to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support content creators like me. This show takes a lot of time each week to research, write, record, and edit. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and considered financially donating to this show. A link to my Patreon can be found in my show notes. To access the show notes, simply click on the cover image in whatever platform you are listening on. Again, thank you for considering donating to the show. And now to our main topic, the G1000. Most of the information in today's episode comes directly from the FAA, and what they want their DPEs, or designated pilot examiners, to look for during your checkride. The G1000 Integrated Avionics System consolidates all communication, navigation, surveillance, primary flight instrumentation, engine indication systems, and enunciator or warning systems into two or possibly three LCD or liquid crystal displays. The G1000 also operates in tandems with again one or possibly two audio panels, All of the components of the G1000 systems are line replaceable units, which means that one part can be removed without having to disassemble the entire system. This modular system not only allows for easy maintenance, but it also means that various components can be mounted either behind each of the displays or in remote locations throughout the aircraft, based on the needs of the aircraft manufacturer. The main components of the G1000 system are two GDU-1040 displays which are used for the PFT or primary flight display as well as the MFT or multi-function display. There's also a set of two GIA-63 Integrated Avionics Units or IAUs. These components are interfaced with each other via a proprietary Ethernet-based high-speed digital data bus system. To simplify it, the two screens are paired with two Integrated Avionics Units which does much of the heavy lifting for the G1000 via a series of high-speed cables. The most recognizable part of the G1000 is the GDU-1040, which serves as the MFD and PFD. Both GDU-1040 displays are identical in hardware. The aircraft wiring harness determines whether the display functions as the PFD or the MFD. If one of the displays fails, the G1000 will automatically transfer most of the data onto the other screen, with limited capacity due to sizing reasons. However, if this does not happen automatically, the pilot can press a large red button usually located somewhere in the center of the cockpit. This mode is known as revisionary mode and displays as much information as possible and as needed to the pilot, including engine information as well as navigation and flight planning. Again, revisionary mode may be detected automatically or initiated manually via the red display backup button located in the lower portion of the audio panel. The heart of the G1000 is the GIA-63. The GIA-63 units serve as the main interface hub 
for the individual components of the G1000 system. All key components, such as the GRS77A HARS, the GDC74A ADC, or the GTX33 Mode S transponder and GEA71 engine airframe interface, provide inputs to both GIA63 units. Again, to simplify what the FAA is saying here, the GIA63, or the Integrated Avionics Unit, are responsible for collecting information from all the other receivers associated with the G1000. I know I just threw out a bunch of acronyms, but we'll get to those in a bit. However, first I'd like to talk about the different failures that are associated with the GIA63. If the entire unit fails, the associated COM, NAVS, and GPS receiver data is no longer available and is automatically replaced by the COM, NAV, and GPS receiver data from the other GIA63 unit. The operative GPS receiver automatically takes over any active GPS navigation. To indicate the GIA63 failure, a red X will appear over the COM NAV frequencies, as well as an enunciation that appears to the right of the altitude and vertical speed tapes on the primary flight display. If both GIAs or integrated avionics units fail, then the AHARS and ADC provide data directly to the screen units. Although no navigational or communication capabilities are available, partial failures in the GIA-63 units, like the failure of a singular COM system, are more likely to occur than the full component failures since the COM, NAV, GPS, and interface components are all independent inside the GIA-63. The GDC-74 is the ADC or the aircraft data computer for the system and receives the standard pedostatic system inputs as well as the outside air temperature. This allows the system to automatically perform most E6B calculations, such as that of density altitude and true airspeed. If the air data computer fails, the PFD will display a red X over the vertical speed, altitude, and airspeed indications as well as the outside air temperature and true airspeed indications. In this case, the pilot should refer to the standby altitude and airspeed indicators installed in the aircraft. Certain obstructions of the pedostatic system can be verified by cross-checking the associated PFD indications with the standby instruments. These PFD indications should be consistent with the readings of the non-G1000 equipped aircraft. If the outside air temperature probe fails, a red X will appear on both the true airspeed box as well as the outside air temperature box, and E6B calculations should now be completed manually. Pressure altitude reporting for the transponder is also lost. That is, the transponder can only work in mode A and can no longer provide information necessary for operating in class Charlie or class Bravo airspace. The GRS-77 is the AHAR system, or Attitude Heading and Reference System, which provides attitude and turn rate representation on the primary flight display. The AHAR system is also paired with the GMU-44 magnetometer, which automatically aligns magnetic north with your heading indicator. The GMU-44 magnetometer is a triaxial magnetometer, which allows the system to measure both the horizontal and vertical components of the Earth's magnetic fields. Both the GRS-77 and the GMU-44 are solid-state components that require very little initialization time, less than a minute, 
and that can initialize while moving during taxi and in-flight at bank angles up to 20 degrees. The GRS-77AHARS, or Attitude Heading and Reference System, can still operate in the absence of other reference inputs such as those from the GPS receiver, air data computer, or magnetometer. If the system detects that the GRS-77 is not operating properly when compared to the other aircraft sensors, such as the GPS receiver, air data computer, or magnetometer, all attitude presentations are removed from the primary flight display and are replaced with a large red X and the words attitude fail. Failure indications are designed to be displayed before any hazardous or misleading information is presented to the pilot. The GTX-33 or the GTX-32 act as the transponder for the G-1000 system. Just like any transponder, they provide ground radar surveillance capability to the G-1000 system. The GTX-33 and 32 not only work for ADS-B out, but also ADS-B in, meaning that you see any aircraft on your MFD if you do choose to see airborne traffic. If you lose your transponder in the G-1000, you just treat it as if you had lost your transponder in a normal non-G-1000 aircraft. The GEA-71 engine airframe interface is the main processing unit for all engine instrumentation data, which includes manifold pressure for aircraft that are equipped with manifold pressure, RPM, oil temperature and pressure gauges, electrical system, exhaust gas temperature, cylinder head temperature, fuel and vacuum systems, all of which can vary depending on the aircraft. The engine airframe interface also can alert the pilot to things such as an open canopy or door if the aircraft is equipped with that technology. If the entire engine airframe interface is lost, all engine and airframe data is therefore lost. However, this is highly uncommon. A much more likely scenario would be that the exhaust gas temperature or cylinder heat temperature probes might fail. If this occurs, a red X would be displayed to indicate this type of failure. The final system of the G1000 is the GMA-1347. The GMA-1347 is a solid-state digital audio panel that integrates NAVCOM audio, intercom systems, and marker beacons. The unit operation is conventional when compared to that of other audio panels. Pressing the COM mic button selects the COM radio to be used for both transmitting and receiving communications. Pressing just the COM button, however, allows that the selected COM to be monitored but not spoken on. Fairly straightforward as well, pressing a NAV button activates or deactivates the audio for the corresponding NAV radio. If the COM system fails, the pilot still should be able to communicate on COM1 because the GMA-1347 has an analog emergency mode that automatically connects the pilot to COM1. You'll notice this when starting up an airplane with the G1000. After turning on the master switch and the PFD boots up, you'll start hearing radio transmissions before you even turn on the avionics bus. Many DBEs struggled with the transition from a classic cockpit to giving exams in the G1000 system. Because of this, the FAA has come out with sample system operations and failure mode scenarios which you could possibly see on your checkride. For example, your DPE may want to simulate a loss of your ADP. To do so, your DPE would just simply pull your ADC circuit breaker. The nice thing about the FAA handout 
is that it also gives what the applicant should do in that situation. For example, if you lose your ADC, you should control the aircraft by reference to the primary flight display, attitude presentation, and the backup airspeed and attitude indicators. Engage the autopilot in a roll, heading, or nav mode to stabilize flight. Although intimidating at first, the G1000 systems can become incredibly simple if you have a simple understanding of how the technology behind the G1000 works. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Izzy Simon. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you'd like to, please consider going over to my Patreon and donating to the show. A link to all the resources used in today's show can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes is my email. Feel free to email me if you have any questions or have topic suggestions for a future show. If you enjoyed this week's episode, Make sure to subscribe so that new episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. Please consider sharing this episode with a friend or someone who you might think enjoy this episode. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, and let's make the skies a safer place. Mm